1: Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. My name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to Sunrise Radio in London. We are so excited about the fact that you have done the music for Fighter, which is already busting all the charts. My Key, what do you think is the alchemy of a good song? You know, when you sit down to compose, what inspires you? Is it the story? Is it the actors? Because you're given a scenario, right? And then you compose the songs.
2: I think when everyone smiles in the room together after a song is made, I think that's when you start feeling that there is something special about this. When you go back home and then you still talk about the song and when you still hum the song and when it just like, you can't wait to get into the studio and record it. I Mm. think that's the moment we we kind of wait for and that that's that's something when it comes, it comes saying, and then and we celebrate that.
3: Yeah, I think it comes from the, I think it comes from the people in the room. And I think it comes from the fact that, uh, you know, that that all of us are, you know, we very much like a uh, like a pilot and his aircraft. We all become part of the same mission. You know, mm-hmm. we've all got the same we've got the same story in our, in our minds. We're all heading in the same direction. We're all serving the same, uh, you know, music, the f- same film. You know, and we, uh, so that, that collaborative process really brings a lot of energy into the creation of the song.
1: Now, you know, you speak about a collaboration and you guys have been a team for the longest time. You've churned out hate after hate and you've gone on to have successful individual careers as well. What do you think makes you tick as Vishal Shekhar? Uh,
2: I, I, I feel. You know, there's always a uh, always a belief in in your association, in your friendship, in your collaboration, in uh, um, in 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 the time spent together, where the your 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 friendship becomes stronger over time. You know mm. And I'm saying it just becomes like I don't think when Vishal and I also meet at the airport, we say hi to each other. It's mm. just like it's <laughs> like we don't even. And, and, and then in the middle of the night, if one calls the other, we are there for each other. So huh. it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think without even being in touch or talking every day and, you know, uh, and not even talking for like two months, three months doesn't change anything for us. Because hmm. when we sit together and when we start a film or we are working on a song together or we sit and just discuss something and we say, come on, let's start an episode. the piano, Vishal plays the guitar and then immediately the music connects them. The reason of Vishal and Shekhar coming together is music. Mm. I think that that is the that's the catalyst of us coming together
3: very strongly. Mm. Also, I think we're just a couple of goofs and we have a really good time. So you know, that's kind of key to the process. We we really enjoy ourselves. We enjoy what we do. We don't do it with a sense of pressure or, you know, I mean, we've been around for long enough now not to have to worry about uh, how far it's going to go, how far it's not going to go. We we feel like we should just do stuff that we enjoy more than anything else. And if we do it honestly, it will reach people, you know, so.
2: I think that was a good, that was a good, um, I think uh, Vishal, you picked the right word was being goofy about like, <laughs> like 5.30. Today, this morning at about seven o'clock, we just started talking like two crazy people, just like in different <laughs> accent. You know, in a Sindhi accent, we just start talking to each other. So, it's madness. Any, anything can happen at any time between the both of us. So, that's the fun of it. It's quite crazy. Yeah,
1: and yeah, you know, just, let me just tell you that the madness is working. It's completely working. The creative <laughs> synergy that you bring to the table is absolutely amazing. Since the songs from Fighter dropped, you know, Sheer Khul Gaya, Ishq Jaisa Kuch, I mean, we've been playing it virtually non-stop on the station. We know the mm-hmm. amount of mm-hmm. love it has received. Perhaps my last question to you, is there anything specific that you would like to Talk about. Are you ever in a scenario where one person says, "You know, this is a better riff for this would really work," and the other saying, "No, no, no, let's go this way." How do you yeah, decide yeah, that?
3: We do that all the time. Oh, all the time. Now it's come. Yeah, yeah, It's come to a point where now we, we we try everything and we'll see what works, and then usually we come to some sort of consensus. You know, that's. Um, uh, it's. Uh, we know. I think we we've, we've come to know each other really well, and there will be always be like a, an idea. Shrikar uh, will have an idea that's different from mine, and vice versa, and then we'll pick whichever works best for the song. It's really. Quite easy. But the one thing that we really do want to say about Fighters Music is you keep, uh, you just refer to two songs. Hmm. The third one, He Ras Money, has just come out hmm. yes. uh, day before yesterday. Yeah. And that is actually the first glimpse you see of the characters as. Indian Air Force pilots, you see their their relationship with their aircraft, their relationship with the sky. You're only just now getting to learn the depths of these people. Mm-hmm. So the first two songs that you saw, one was a party song, one was a beat song. Although they both have a place in the plot. Yeah, but the real songs are just starting to come now. And this film is perhaps I mean, it's incredibly entertaining. It's a big crash, boom, bang entertainer. Yes, mm-hmm. but also it's a film that we, that you will carry home in your heart. It's really, it's really uh it has a lot of emotion, a lot of strength to the story. So, uh, yeah. I, I, we, I mean, we just want everybody to know that.
1: Fantastic. Long may your friendship and your creative association continue. Like I said, you've entertained us so thoroughly. Could I ask you to maybe sing a few lines from one of your favorite songs from Fighter?
3: Not at all. Happy to. Sheffield, you want to pick one? <speaking in Spanish> And I could do, for
1: example, <laughs> You know what? Unplugged versions of both those songs would be absolutely amazing as well. Thank you so much. I wish you every success with Fighter. And like I say, we are broadcasters who thrive on good music. And each time a soundtrack comes out, you know, we keep our fingers crossed and say, I hope there's something in it which has repeat value. And you guys have hardly ever disappointed. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: You can catch Shevlin Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to the studio Veronica. What's going on?
3: (laughs) Wicked. Really
4: good to see you. How are you, more importantly? I'm really well. And happy new year to you. Happy new year. We were just discussing that it was a mad one for you guys as it was for us as well, like every night, 4am and all that kind of stuff.
5: Yeah, Yeah. trying to put the kids to bed at 3 o'clock is not a good idea. (laughs) But here we
4: are, man. I mean, look, it's a brand new year. It's 2024. And finally, you've got new music to discuss, which is really (laughs) good. We'll talk about why it's taken so long in a little while. But I also just wanted to give a little insight because me and you have got some serious Mm -hmm. parallels, right? Yeah. So we didn't know each other, but we grew up Mm -hmm. like... Like probably four streets away from each yes. other then we ended up going to the same college yep. and doing the same uh, performing arts uh, thing whatever we did I can't even remember yes. yep. yeah of course uh, at Elm Park College which is now Stanmore College then of course you met Rishi who I went to school with yep. and then he started producing music with you and we became a really tight social circle yeah. and here we are what some 30 odd years later yes. in a studio <laughs> together so what an amazing strange parallel universe that you and I have uh, Absolutely. been on it's very
5: weird but amazing Absolutely. yeah
4: same time. And what a career, firstly. Congratulations, Thank more you. importantly. I was just telling you earlier and the listeners that Kiakuleham was one of the early films that you guys were involved in. But that was back in 2005. I know. It so is. next year, that will be 20 years. I
5: know. It's amazing. I don't know where the time has flown by. Yeah. 20 years has just gone like a blink of an eye and it feels like yesterday.
4: Cast your mind back. What was the first song that you were on that you released?
5: Uh, very first song? Yeah. That, oh, gosh. I think it was Sambala Hermene. Okay. Uh, and what year was that? Cool. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> that, now you're testing my
4: mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I have no idea. 19...
4: Ninety six or something, yeah, else? maybe ninety six, ninety seven around yeah, that time, something like that. When yeah. Rishi was part of Two Cool and there was a little recording studio in yeah, the back the end of Rainers Lane, shed. yeah, <laughs> in yeah shed. that's it, that's the one. And again, like here we are, uh, that's what nineteen ninety seven. That's close to thirty something years almost, yes, right? Yeah. I'm not very good at maths, which is why I'm a radio presenter, <laughs> uh, and you know, and and the thing is, what a journey you've been on. I mean, just to just to discover uh the friendship and the working relationship that you had with Rishi Rich and have still uh, the 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 opportunity that you've mm-hmm. had to do like the title track for Hamtum, then yeah. Kia hum Travel the World yeah. what, more than one time over. <laughs> I mean look how is it for you now as a grown woman and a mother as well which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a little while to be able to still be doing this. How, how does that feel?
5: It's absolutely phenomenal. I feel so blessed to have had you know the life that I have and had had the opportunities that I've had it's it's incredible you couldn't write it you know like something that when you start off it's something that is in your dreams Mm -hmm. and when it becomes a reality it's just unbelievable so I feel very blessed.
4: Right, going back to those college days in Elm Park right <laughs> when you were studying performing arts. Yes. Did you ever think that you'll be in a position where you'd be recording songs and traveling the world with the success of those songs?
5: Oh, that's what I wanted. Yeah. That
4: was the dream yeah. and
5: it just shows that dreams
4: come true. Dreams come <laughs> yeah. true. But you know it's like they say it's kind of like nowadays the younger generation are all want to be part of that 1%, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to be they want to get into a startup and they want to create a business and they're expecting yeah. some big conglomerate to come along mm. and buy it for 100 million. Mm. And just do a year's work. But nothing happens in a year, right? I mean, you had to work towards even recording your first track. Tell us a little bit about the beginning of that relationship, that working relationship.
5: Um, So, like, just going back to what you were just saying, like, like nothing good comes easy mm. so you have to put a lot of time a lot of effort and you know the music industry is such that there's so many sharks out there that you you, you just don't know where to step what to do you're just an innocent person out in this industry and trying to find like you know your way through mm. um, so I met Rishi uh, you know when we were teenagers and uh, I remember the first time like so he called me down for an audition went into, his, into the shed where he had all his equipment mm. and I heard him play he just put his hands on the keys and he played and I was like wow this is magic and I just started singing and instantly we just had like a chemistry and you know we started vibing like writing and he got me down to you know feature on the Sambala Hermene track mm-hmm. and and that was it That's literally how it started. (laughs) And as a
4: young girl at that time, and I mean young, right? We were like, what, 16, 17, 18 at that time. And, you know, like, to be surrounded, obviously, by a very male-dominated industry as well. How was it finding your way through that as well? Like, where did the securities and the insecurities lie?
5: It was was very tough because you have to be a strong female and... Me, when I was younger, I was so shy. Mm. You know, I couldn't even have a conversation with someone, look at them in the eye, that was me. And then I realised, you know, if I want to be a singer, I want to be out there, I need to switch up. This isn't going to work. Mm. So, you know, trying to find your own, find your space, trying to find your confidence and be around the lads. In one way, it was easy being around the lads because they were so chilled. So I could just be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you you know, you have the competition as well because you, you've got to be as good as them, if not better. Yeah.
4: So, yeah. But talking about competition, at the time when you were doing your thing, it was literally just young guys everywhere. There was mm. no other Veronica. No. <laughs> you know, and there's been many, obviously, like we've had loads of artists like Hardcore and we've had uh, Miss Scandalous. and we've had lots of great artists come through. But at that mm. time, there was nobody else.
5: I know. I think I was fortunate. But even having those female artists around, that was i don't know for me i didn't think of it as competition mm-hmm. i felt more of like that camaraderie like you know yeah come on girls let's do this let's mm-hmm. let's get our foot in the scene and like because it's so male dominated but i remember once i had a conversation with jay jay sean and he was saying god you're so lucky you know you're the only female like you know you got it all and i was like well actually no because you guys are my
4: competition and then <laughs> then you <started> laughing <laughs> monica Tell me have any of your kids got the sort of similar aspirations in the kind of uh, performing field obviously your your partner and husband is a musician as well as other things as well so have yes. they caught on to any of that stuff Yes one
5: hundred percent. They're they're all into something. So my eldest, she loves playing the piano, so she's just awesome at it. The other day she put my track on and she just figured out the chords. Wow. And she was playing away. Uh my middle daughter, she's into acting and performing, you know, on the stage and theatre, all of that, film. And my son, little one, he's a little drummer. A little drummer.
4: A little, drummer a little
5: drama boy. Little drama
4: drummer. Drama drummer. <laughs> That's great, man. It's really nice to have parents who are doing both like obviously got careers outside of the industry but also taking an interest in the uh, performing arts. It's interesting because we were just talking about being at college together and obviously yes. I went off I did a bit of music with you guys for a little while <laughs> we won't talk about that uh, and then obviously I went off into the acting field was there yeah. was there any further aspirations for you to perform as an actor as well as the music was, that, was, was it just a way in?
5: I think um so I did do an acting course at some point. Yep. I think the opportunity, the opportunity never came about, but I think I would have liked to explore that avenue if, if you know, that door was there, I yep. would have, yeah.
4: But of course, being a, a singer and a songwriter and a musician, um, acting still comes hand in hand with it because you've done yes. however many music videos that you've yes. done and talking about Half Girlfriend as well. Like, yep. what was it like being on the set of like of a proper Hindi film and shooting a song and obviously Hamtun with Sehf Khan and all that kind of stuff. What are those experiences like?
5: absolutely phenomenal like you know we, we on this side watch Bollywood from afar and you think oh wow you know it just looks incredible amazing glamorous you know colourful like the superstars and to be part of that is mm. so surreal like the first track you played um, the Kyakuleham uh, track um, I, can, I remember we were all up in the lift, yeah. and we were coming down, and there was like, you know, kind of like a crowd of people, and they, they built the stage like literally within a couple of hours. Yeah. These guys come along, you know, tinkering away. They built the stage, fireworks going off, and me, Rishi, Juggy, and Jay, we just looked at, our, you know, each other. and We were just like, this is surreal. Yeah, you know, trying not to like catch on fire at the same time,
4: trying to look cool coming down this, you know. And of course, hanging out with people like Abhishek Bachchan at the award ceremonies and all that kind yeah. of stuff as well. So, and uh, there's a certain special relationship that vocally at least musically that you've had and that is with Juggy. of course mm-hmm. you've done a lot of duets with him hugely successful tracks how was that like being on the road with him was it like a was he like a caring sort of brother or was it like oh we're all lads and we're having a good time what was that like because Juggy had his outlandish years right Yeah, and so <laughs> uh, we won't talk too much about him but you know what was it like being on the road with him a bit
5: of both I would say yeah a yeah, bit bit of both but um, yeah we, we've always been really close and you know it's it's a very special relationship because when you spend that much time with somebody you you get to know them like you get, get to know about their life and their, their personal life and their family and like whatever's going on and you, you need to connect with someone because yeah. it's a very it's a lonely road out there it is. You know? It is. so yeah
4: travelling is not all the glamour that it's made out to be as well because at the end yeah. of the day you spend so much time with each other sometimes at the end of the show you just want to go to your own room and go to sleep or watch TV on your own and yes. you guys were stuck together for such a long time and mm-hmm. I mean I was part and parcel of a lot of that success at the time and seeing it you know first hand and and as much as you all had great camaraderie I can imagine that you all Mm -hmm. got on on each other's nerves a little bit as well
5: yeah so like what would happen is like for, uh, for example after a show um me and Jay would decide to go back to our own rooms. Yeah. We're like, yeah, you know, going to put a movie on, going to get some room service, going to yeah. chill out. And Rishi and Juggy were the ones that, yeah, let's have a party. <laughs> yeah, let's, you know, so that yeah. hasn't changed either. <laughs> no. That's exactly the same
4: as it always was. They say with all those amazing highs and all those amazing experiences, there always comes a downside or a low. And uh, Veronica, it's uh, great to have you in and to be able to uh, have a chat with you about this because uh, there's an admission that I need to make to you as well, is that when I first discovered that you had fallen ill mm-hmm. i actually completely and utterly uh, buried my head in the sand and didn't even reach out to you and check how you were or anything like that it was so difficult for me to even face the truth of it happening mm. that i completely ignored it so let's talk about this because when did you first find out that you were diagnosed with cancer
5: um, so when I was pregnant with my third child, mm-hmm. with my son, um, I discovered a lump mm-hmm. in my breast, mm-hmm. and you know you don't think anything of it. You know you just kind of carry on. Then I went to the doctors, I got it checked out. I basically just kept getting fobbed off, mm. and it got to a point where I realised you know something's definitely not right. So I kept pushing for you know proper checks and scans. By the time they did check me, uh, I was probably like 34, 35 weeks pregnant. Wow. So, I'd like, you know, most of the, the pregnancy had gone. Mm-hmm. And, and then they discovered that I had breast cancer. Um, so that was all literally before my son was going to be, be born. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my, my world literally turned upside down from that point.
4: Yeah, and also, I mean, pregnancy is supposed to be joyous, right, and celebratory, yes. and this was the third time, and it's you've been blessed with it. But also, with that came the 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 whole kind of um, journey that you had to go on, not just being pregnant, but also dealing with this diagnosis. And did you have to get any treatment while you were pregnant? Or did you have to wait for the baby to be born first?
5: So, they were like, you know, you're nearly full term, so, you know, we've got to get baby out, and we got to, you know, chemo, ops, this, that. It was all just... Too much for Mm -hmm. me to sort of take in Um, so I kind of had to just take a step back and say to the doctors I just need a minute to bond with my child this is not what I was expecting at all so it was yeah it was very difficult
4: And was it? Look, the thing is, you're sitting here uh, fully recovered now and completely, like in remission, as they say, or even past that as well. But was there ever a time? And again, be as honest as you want to be. Was there ever a time where they said to you, "We don't know. It might be touch and go." Was there a time where you might have had to suffered long with this? Was there anything like devastating that they told you, other than the diagnosis?
5: Yeah, I think you know the doctors the prognosis is always if they try and be positive as as much as they can but when i uh, there was a point when i thought oh the cancer was clear mm-hmm. and you know I spoke to my and he was like you're not in the clear mm. it's still there and then you know just that devastating news hearing that it's it's very difficult you you just you don't know mentally where you're actually at you mm. don't know how to process this information mm.
4: and of course i mean look without without blowing his trumpet you had a very supportive husband he's always mm. been by his side a great family as well i mean mm. we all know how important that is but i mean what part did they all play in that as well
5: um so i was very very blessed that um you know the kids were taken care of immediately my mum my sister that was she did she had her baby that month mm-hmm. and they just they dropped everything they and then moved into my house and like just took care of the kids and you know the cooking and me and you know Bobby was able to you know be there with me at the appointments and things so without that support I think it would have been extremely difficult so and just
4: give us a timeline what, what from when you found out to when you came out the other side of it what, what sort of time are we talking about how many years
5: gosh a good couple of years yeah yeah, yeah. for me now it's a blur Yeah, yeah <laughs> so if yeah, I try and think of numbers it's just like oh my goodness but yeah it, it was a good couple of years yeah. and even after you still you know you suffer with the effects because the chemo affects you certain ways you know the, the ops affect you in certain ways it's not easy to go under the knife and you know have surgery and it's
4: not just a physical thing right it must be a mental effect as well to know physically, that this is in you and how yeah. you deal with it on a day to day basis
5: physically mentally emotionally it's exhausting Um, and going through chemo is like I say it openly it's like the living dead it's horrendous
4: now, with God's grace, of course, you're still sat here. You're still celebrating yes. life. You've got an amazing family. But what's really positive, Veronica, and I will say this as well, that you have become an amazingly vocal, uh, openly vocal ambassador uh, mm-hmm. for people who uh, suffer with different types of cancer. I know that you yes. did some work with our very own Paul Shah as well. Yes. You've been on TV shows like This Morning, etc., and all, are talking about your journey as being a mother and all that. So yes. first and foremost, I mean, coming out the other end of it and being able to do yeah. that, how does that feel for you as well?
5: So at the time, it was... Um, I kind of went into a cave I just locked down I I couldn't really like talk to anyone about it it was it was a very private thing that I went through Um, and then when I started to feel a little bit better and knew that my whole treatment was finished Mm -hmm. I felt like I really needed to do something because I felt like I had the capability to make a difference Mm -hmm. and you know when you go through something like cancer yourself it it affects one in two people Mm -hmm. that's you know such a, of a the massive statistic yeah, yeah. so i was like i can't just sit here and do nothing i have to try and make a difference so every little thing that i can do yep. just bring awareness
4: and what about a day to day now is there anything that affects you on a daily basis even though you're on the other side of it do you sort of allow it to kind of go oh my god when you wake up in the morning obviously we're all blessed to be awake but mm-hmm. how is it different for you like to be able to still be here and we're going to talk about this brand new song that you've released as well and still be making music mm-hmm. what does that mean to you
5: oh it it means everything everything to have another day just to breathe and just to do simple things like take the kids to school and pick them up and you know be able to make music it like it's just like life is so precious mm. and just so grateful that i'm here and now
4: that you are here how many years has it been since you released music
5: so half girlfriend was 2017 yep and the uh track that I did with Arijit Singh, uh, Ve Mahi, that was 2020. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: So, three, so it's three, nearly four, four years, years yeah. but like your own music like this right now, what we're about to play, how long has oh that been?
5: Oh my gosh. Um, my own single, I, well, I dropped my album,
4: was it 2010? Dean, was it? Was that 2010? Rush. Rush, okay, yes. after theme yeah, 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 yeah. So 2010, yeah, and here we are now, 14 years later, wow. <laughs> listening to a brand new single. And talk to us about Gone, because it is about your journey with cancer, right?
5: Yes, so I was inspired um, by, by the journey through cancer, and I wanted to kind of talk about, um, you know, what I was feeling, what I was going through. Um, it was very difficult to express myself at the time, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, I felt like... I wanted to put it, like, pen to paper and Mm. and get that emotion out. And, um, yeah, it it was a very... It was... I can say it wasn't a difficult track to write, but it took it out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It really, really took it out. And it was like a form of release. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm talking about how, you know you have to face certain things like how you're going to say goodbye to the people you love
4: mm.
1: how
5: do you do that mm. how how are they going to be feeling how am I going to be feeling so I'm, I try to sort of you know get that across
4: and do you think this song is a form of like closure for you to say like, I am on the other side of this now and I yes. can talk about it and I yeah. can express myself in a form of exorcism I guess in yes, some way definitely. to kind of get it out of your system which yes. is what I found listening to the song this is the brand new single from Veronica some how many did we say 14 years yeah. no what did we say whatever it is isn't that? Like that. right <laughs> uh, of her first single after of uh, being released since her last album in 2014. It's called Gone. It reflects her journey about dealing with cancer and dealing with the thoughts of having to say goodbye to the people that you love. We're going to have a bit of fun before I let you go. But actually, while we are here, and we've just played Gone. Why don't you tell us where people can get that track?
5: So it's very exciting. I can't wait. The track is out tomorrow on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube,
4: you name it. Amazing. So. And there's a video to go with it, right? And it's yes. quite different. Tell us about the video, actually. So,
5: um, the concept for it, I had this vision in my mind uh, for an AI video. And it's about well I want you guys to watch it so I don't want to give too much you know away yeah but it's kind of about my journey uh, as a performer and you know around the darkness that I've been through in my life mm-hmm. as well um, and then at the end you see that I will turn into this Phoenix
0: mm, which represents because the phoenix
4: rises. yes the Phoenix rises and the video is out tomorrow as well yes it is yeah. amazing and so what's next Ron now that now that you've started making music again and you come out the other side of this very very horrible stage of your life Uh, What's next? What's the aspirations? You want to go back to doing sort of songs for Hindi films? You want to stick to the kind of English vibe that is what you actually came from Mm -hmm. musically? What's the plan?
5: There is no limit. Just whatever. You know, I just want to make music. I want to make good music. And, uh, you know, whether it's Hindi or English, Punjabi, just, you know, really excited to this year out and just lots of new exciting things
4: happening so and you've collaborated with so many people over the years who's on your hit list that you still haven't haven't collaborated with
5: oh gosh um uh gosh you always put me on the Uh, (laughs) spot I can't think right now but um you know I'm I'm really like a massive fan of like Kevin Ross I like Mm R&B so you know some like to sing with somebody like that for me would be just like wow
4: and everything's possible now right we live in such a small world with social media I mean even during lockdown people were collaborating with artists across the globe and just sending them a vocal and then them Mm -hmm. sending it on back I know when Jay was uh, messing about online is it Sidekick I forget his name he's a producer that wears like a mask you know you just sent them a track and they did a track together and you know all that kind of stuff and so actually everything's more possible now than it ever was because Absolutely. you don't even have to deal with labels anymore You yes. just talk to the artist directly exactly i was watching true. some lady on social media she just dm'd drake and said you want to come on my podcast and he loved the fact that she was this deadpan thing and he went yeah all right and she goes but i want to do it in a bed and he went all right and that was <laughs> so it. i've got a chance exactly that's what i'm saying all right so listen we're going to end with a little bit of fun i have got 300 questions in front of me here oh my goodness And quick fire but you are going to choose them you're going to have to pick a number and let me know and we are going to start now Eleven. 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 Uh, What's your favourite type of exercise? Hit. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> do you know what HIT stands for?
5: Um,
4: I saw it on Celebrity Chase. Oh, I don't the know the day. what it
5: stands for. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what it stands kind of for. HIT.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think no, it's okay. high intensive something training. training. Yeah, yeah but no, it's a double training. I. It's double yeah. I. There's a high double I. High intensity interval training. There, there you go. High let me ask
5: Bobby. He knows. Yeah,
4: high intensity <laughs> interval training. Uh, next number. Uh, Seventy nine. <laughs> oh God. Hold on. Sorry, hold i not waste these two minutes just going from the number. Hold on. Seventy nine is. Oh, hold on. There isn't a 79. That's oh. weird. There's 300, but they're in sections. Oh, they used to be all in... The... Hold on. Let me find a 79 for you. Uh, <laughs> if you could choose any office pet, what would it be? Office pet? Yeah. Like, what if you were to have an office and you were working in an office and you would have a pet in that office, what would it be? Uh, a dog. <laughs> okay. What kind of dog?
5: Like a cute, cuddly, fluffy one.
4: Well, like... one of those ones that you carry in a handbag. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Okay,
4: another number. <laughs> Let's move on. Um,
5: 17?
4: Okay, very good. 17 is good. Here we go. Uh, what's the most interesting fact about you? Uh, what's
5: the most interesting fact? Oh my goodness.
4: Uh, <laughs> I'm really boring, greatly. Come on, you're not boring. You've traveled the world, you've seen places, you've done oh things, you've, you've uh, met um, people. What's, what's the, most, the most, interesting most interesting fact?
5: Interesting thing. Um, I
4: honestly can't think. You probably know better. Rapid fire, Veronica. Rapid fire. <laughs> so have the, the, the clue is in the title. So okay, bad. yeah, she is boring. Really next bad. number. Here we go. Next number. <laughs> um, 20. 20. Okay. If you could have any celebrity as your mentor, who would it be? Ooh. That's a good question. Oh, gosh. Uh, Usher. Usher? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Justin Bieber had him, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, next number. Uh,
5: 32.
4: 32 let's find a 32 if you could have a billboard with any message on it what would it say
5: it would have to be check yourself regularly check yourself yeah.
4: regularly yes absolutely important another number
5: uh 21
4: okay 21 is what's your favorite app on your phone don't say uh, WhatsApp. <laughs>
5: Uh, my photo app because I love taking
4: pics of the kids. People forget that the photo app is actually an app. Yeah, to exactly. Be
5: yeah, I all love right. taking like videos and pictures of them because they're just growing up too fast.
4: Okay, all right. I mean, it's a great answer. <laughs> Boring, but a great answer. Uh, last one then. Come on, our last couple.
5: Uh, let's do uh, thirty-nine.
4: Okay, thirty-nine is is what's the best way to handle stress in your workplace? Ooh. Do some wusa. <laughs> <laughs> do some wooza. Yeah, you know. Okay, now you're
5: Ooh. gonna have to explain it
4: to <laughs> you know. TikTok and okay, to Instagram like, and to my listeners. You, think, you know, like. Oosa. you know but the good thing about making music <laughs> the, bad making the bad boys thing yeah surely making music is a way to de-stress that Absolutely. should have been your answer
5: yes it is alright
4: listen Veronica we've run out of time thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank congratulations you congratulations once again thank not just you. for the great music and the creative it had, but also the person that you are and the way that you inspire people on the journey that you've thank been you. and I wish you all the very best and I look forward to so much
0: more great thank music thank you
5: so much thank you for having wicked. me wicked
0: Catch a meet Chana, Monday to Thursday from 7pm on Sunrise Radio.